save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Will the Edmonton Oilers ever figure it out? And what's the definition of figuring it out? To me, it's are they going to win a Stanley Cup in Connor McDavid's time? Yeah, figuring it out and winning a cup. When you look back on this and say, we had Dreisaitl and McDavid. If you look back on this and say, we didn't win, yeah. you're going to look it back and, and be awful disappointed and full of regret. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Rick Regan. And welcome inside, everybody, your favorite daytime sports talk show. What a day already. Can you believe it? Where's my bell? It's been a great day. I'm here in South Florida. I'm going to explain to you why in a second, but I want to bring in Darren Moose-Dupont. An interesting day. There were no NHL games on Tuesday. The CFL season's behind us, and um, it's like a new time, uh, Moose. But wouldn't you know it, before we get down to business today, and um, I should tell you, Sam Cosentino is going to be with us in hour one, and the last I checked, we didn't have an hour two guest. Do we now? Do we, Clark? Who's hour two? Oh, Mike Richards. Okay, Mike Richards. Not that Mike Richards, the other Mike Richards. Our friend Mike Richards will be joining us from Toronto area. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, wouldn't you know it, Moose, just as I sat down to read a little bit about college football, I went to plug in my headphones about 20 minutes ago, and my headphones died. <laughs> They didn't owe us anything, those headphones. I did about a thousand shows in them. And I'm like, I'm not going to try and thump, 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 and bring them back to life. It's not happening. They're gone. So I jumped in the Jeep and had to race over to the CVS here. And I bought a couple of pairs of headphones, you know. But isn't it always the way? You wouldn't find out at midnight last night that your headphones calved. It, no, it's just before you're about to go to wear. The beauty of live television, is it not? Oh, yeah. And luckily, you got the convenience store right across the street. Otherwise, yeah. uh, what a panic that might have been. I don't know what I would have done. And that's the other <laughs> thing with live, live broadcasting. I do a lot of public speaking, as you know, as do you. Go into a lot of schools, and they quite often say, what was your most embarrassing moment in broadcasting? And I'm like, kid, you can't handle it. You couldn't handle it. The worst of the worst is not for a faint of heart. But, like this afternoon, we're taping the Cats and Bolts podcast. And I don't want to say the Panther's name. Former Panther. Big name. Big guy. You know who he is because I told you on the phone. But I don't want to spoil the surprise. Because if, if, if he doesn't show up this afternoon, we'll get him on another show. But I don't know. He's hard to get a hold of. And I say, one day, I will be dead seven, eight years. And people will realize, oh, my God, that guy was a genius. Now I get what he was saying. People are the same Wherever you go, yeah. they're not the same, same, but personality type. Like this one Florida Panther. Some guys that I asked to come on the Cats and Bolts podcast, they're like, yep, in. And they'd be there every day. There's guys that have said, can I just come hang out in your studio? Yeah, Florida Panther. And then there's some that you just got to kiss their ass and rub their back just to get them to maybe return a phone call. You know what I mean? And it's just the way yeah. people are. 
You know, and you, yeah. you just you find out who those people are, and you keep going to the well to the guys that do it, and then you stop calling the guys that don't. Mike Vernon. So anyways, yeah, we're fired up and ready to go on a sunshiny day here in South Florida. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? And we'll get her going. God bless the people that are writing in already on the streams and the Sober Marketer, uh, Sober Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. We're not getting to you yet. It's only been 1,126 uh, shows. You don't understand. We don't read the comments here. This is the warm-up. It's me and Moose's time. But I appreciate those writing in and saying how do you do to everybody. That's cool. But our first point is this. I don't know why the NHL took Tuesday off. There was no holiday that I know of. I got a lot of interesting things to get to here, Darren, but there's 14 games tonight. And I'm just obviously, oh, I just got the guy texted me. He's not available this week. Okay, good. This is a time that it's good that my text messages come up on my laptop. This former Florida Panthers won't be on our show today, but he will be in the weeks ahead. Okay, thanks. Americans get a giggle out of the term U.S. Thanksgiving. Because if you're here, why? It's like us saying, well, well, we get a kick out of the term ice hockey. Why the hell would you call it ice hockey? We all know where you play it. And the Americans are like, why would you call it U.S. Thanksgiving? Because they don't understand it's a different date in Canada, right? But the adage right. is that at U.S. Thanksgiving, you, that's the cutoff line. The stat came out here a few years ago that if you're in a playoff spot as of Thursday, tomorrow, 80% of the teams that are will make the playoffs. Florida Panthers wrecked that last year. Some other teams wrecked it. But my point, my question to you is this, Darren. Of the games tonight, and our key ones, as far as I'm concerned, are the Edmonton Oilers at Carolina, Winnipeg Jets at Tampa Bay, Calgary at Nashville, Montreal at Anaheim. Primarily because they involve Canadian teams, but I was talking to Jeff, my hotelier buddy today, Jeff's all over this game here tonight in Sunrise. Boston Bruins at Florida Panthers. Huge game. Huge game between two of the top five teams in the National Hockey League, and I'll be there. My question to you is this. If you're the Orders and the Flames and you crap the bed tonight on the road, given that cutoff is Thursday, is that your signal to scrap everything? Now, ahead of the trade deadline, which is months away, did you give up? And, and if, if it's Calgary, start on the rebuild. If it's Edmonton, fire somebody else. Is that it or not? I'd, I'd love to know. I, I'll go with no um, from a team perspective. Mm. From, a fa- from a fan perspective, I'll say yes. So if I'm a fan, I would say, look, this is probably what the team is, okay? This is probably what it is. I need to accept that they're just not that good and they're not going to contend for a cup or that they are good. And this isn't just a fluke, but everybody will look back to the St. Louis Blues. Was that 2019 or what year was that when the Blues were in last place in January and turned it around? I don't think teams can necessarily write their season off. They got to continue to play well and try and get out of whatever trouble they're in. Okay, fair. Well, I want to say this too. Hockey friend of mine in Lethbridge, which by the way, nobody will ever guess who it is. So stop trying. Why? Because there's a million hockey guides in Lethbridge. You'll never know. He called me. No, I called him last night. We hadn't talked for quite some time. And it was just a good old hockey chat. 
and uh, he watches this show every day, and he goes, I'm really glad that the football's over because I, I can't really get into the football. Now you'll be talking hockey all the time. And I said, well, still got the NFL home half of the season. We still got the college football bowl season, the college football playoffs. So no, we're not turning our back on it. And he was like, oh, he sounded so deflated. But I'm like, as you and I talked about this morning, we can talk football and hockey fluently. Why wouldn't we? And I want people yeah. that when they turn on their televisions or download the podcast, I want them to kind of generally have an idea of what we're going to be talking about. For instance, today, as I was bombing around in Goldie, my Jeep, I turned on Dan Patrick. And what was he? What do you think he'd be talking about, Darren? You're a bigger Dan Patrick fan than me. And I love him. But what do you think he'd be talking about? Two things. He'd either be, well, three. Either. He'd be talking about Mahomes and the struggle. Um, but I'm going to actually probably say he'd be talking about the NBA because he does mix in the NBA. No, he's talking football. college football. You just blew my theory out of the water. No, he was talking college football. And if you listen to Dan Patrick a lot, especially now, I just expect that he's going to be talking college football. So if I want to listen yeah. to it, I'll listen to Dan Patrick. Here, you turn on the show, you're going to be talking hockey and football most days. So the poll question is, what is the game of the night in the NHL? And we have a sample size, a body here. I'll tell you that our poll question is brought to you by Kia Auto Group. Unleash the future Kia EV6 GT at Key Yorkton Kia, where performance and innovation go hand in hand. Go to keyyorktonkia.com or call 306-783-2772 for more information. The 23 Kia EV6 GT movement that inspires... Leading the poll is the Edmonton Oilers at the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm not real sure why that is, other than our analytics tell us that we have a huge imprint of Edmonton viewers. They just don't necessarily write in as much. We hear way more from Winnipeggers, Calgarians, a lot of Americans. We just don't hear a lot from the Edmonton people. And I guess when I asked Darren what, with his cutoff of U.S. Thanksgiving, honestly, God bless the fans. That's who our audience is. But I'm not talking about the fans. If you are the team, Darren, when do you fish or cut bait? Because um, you got to be, you got to be getting close. And my point about that hockey guy last night, which I think I told you who it was. I said, give me your take. This guy's worked in the NHL. Again, I don't want to identify him, but he said, with, he goes with the Oilers. He goes, if I was coaching, I'd be telling McDavid, slow down, slow down, and wait for everybody to catch up to you because you're trying to skate through the whole team every single time you get the puck. Nine times out of ten, you get stopped. There are certain little things that he would do. And I said, for two minutes of entertainment, can you please just tell me what you do what, uh, on the Flames? And he's like, oh, they got to figure out what they are. One minute they're contenders, they win a couple games and they're going to the Stanley Cup. Next minute they lose a couple and they're talking about a rebuild and selling the team. The point is, and I think you get it, tonight, will tonight symbolize what these teams are so by Thursday they can plan for the rest of the season. And you're saying, no, let it roll until you're, what, <laughs> mathematically eliminated or mathematically in? Because I'm saying... Fisher cut bait. Pooper get off the pot. Tonight's the night. Yeah. That's what I think. I know. It does feel like that. It does feel like it. But I look at it and I, and I think about the Oilers from the outside. And I'm like, man, this team is not going to be a playoff team. And you hear this coming out of Edmonton. But, you know, when I think about the Oilers, I can't sit here and, and think of them as not a playoff team or not a cup contender. 
I still think they're going to pull the wiener out of the campfire. I still think they're going to find a way in there. I think they're going to go on a run and win seven or eight in a row or win 10 of 12. And all of a sudden, they're going to be right back in the mix. Calgary's a team that's one game below 500. They win tonight. They're right back in the mix. So it is interesting because I think right now the U.S. Thanksgiving thing maybe isn't about cutting bait and giving up on the season. But I think you get a pretty good idea of what you are. And I think for Edmonton and Calgary, if they're going to be playoff teams, they're going to be, you, the fan bases need to know you're going to be in a battle and a dogfight the whole season. Well, so again, I, I appreciate the call that we had this morning, you and I, because I said the biggest struggle in my life is the split in my life. One half of it is the recovery world, the truth, the honesty, the reality. And the other half is sports, which is so GD screwed up. There's no predicting anything. It's worse now than ever. You know, and, and my point is this. Because sports does mirror life, or at least it used to. At some point, stick with me. At some point, you need to move on from the way you think things should be and deal with the way things are. I know that went fast. At some point, you need to move on from the way you think things should be and deal with the way things are. So what you just said was, we think we can't think of the orders as not a playoff team. Well, look at the record. They're not. So what are you going to sit around and wait? And, and I'm saying that figuratively because you're not an Oilers fan. Are you going to sit around until this team figures it out? It's, and I'm not saying, obviously, that I have all the answers. What I am saying is, uh, for some teams, I think it's a lot more cut and dried. Edmonton is just an enigma that nobody saw coming. But at some point, you need to snap out of it and go, uh, this is where we are, boys. You know. Anyways, I'm going to move on. That, that's a big theme of today, and we'll get through the rest of these games later on. Uh, point two, the way this NFL season is going so far, there's a decent chance, listen up, there could be a first-time Super Bowl participant for the first time since 2008 when Arizona became the 28th franchise to reach the big game. That left four franchises. Back when Arizona did it, that left four franchises without a Super Bowl appearance. Not a win, just getting into the game. And all of them currently have winning records and are off to some of their best starts in years. The 8-2 and Detroit Lions, 7-3 and Cleveland Browns, 7-3 and Jacksonville Jaguars, and 6-4 and Houston Texans are currently in playoff spots with a chance to end their droughts. Do you see one of those four teams making it to the NFL? Because I damn sure will tell you going into the season, there wasn't one pundit, not one, that picked any of those teams would be in the Super Bowl. Detroit, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Houston. But here we are. Yeah. I think the two that we need to talk about are Jacksonville and Detroit. Um, Detroit was a team that... I don't know if we all picked him as soup to get to the Super Bowl, but we, I did think that Detroit would be intriguing and build off of what they did last year, which was a lot of fun, including the late season win and all the rest. Um, of them all, I'll pick Detroit as the team that I think can get to the Super Bowl. I know the NFC is tough. You got to go through San Francisco and you got to go through Philadelphia, but um, I think they've got as good a chance as any. Uh, Jacksonville on the other side, maybe a little bit of an easier road. The AFC's fallen off. The Bills, we don't know what the Bills are. We don't know what the, well, the Bengals are done without Joe Burrow. So it's the Baltimore yep. Ravens and it's the Kansas City Chiefs who haven't been able to score a second half point in three weeks. 
So I think I think we could see one of those teams in the in the Super Bowl. I'll say Detroit or Jacksonville, and wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be yeah. fun? Uh, from the text line regarding my headphones calving this morning, Brian in Hudson's Bay, the Moose Capital, writes in. He says, good morning, guys. A man of your importance should always have an extra set of headphones, Rod. Number one, I'm not that important. Believe me, life has proven that to me. I did have an extra set. They're Serena's, but they're white, and I don't like that, and they kept slipping out of my ears. And I bought a couple other pairs. So thank you, Brian. You're, I had some. This wasn't ideal. Being a perfectionist is a bit of a curse on me. Jim in uh, Balgoni Sask. Good morning, RP family. Lawn guy is done for the week. So clear sailing ahead. Love me some Mike Richards. Let's go. Ron in Calgary says the orders will not be fixed until Ken Holland is gone. I hear that a lot, and I'm just saying, who was the guy that built the team that won all these playoff series the last couple of years? I'll wait. Yeah. We haven't even got to the CFL stuff yet. What else do I have here? Uh, some good stuff I'll leave under the hood until we come back. We're halfway through the warm-up, everybody, the Quick 6 Show topic. Sammy Cosentino and Mike Richards on the way. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code VRPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code VRPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code VRPSHOW. You can thank me later. Getting her going, actually keeping her going halfway through the warm-up. Just looking at tonight's slate, what did I say? 14 NHL games, one in the NBA. Raptors 
are at the Pacers. Got to mention our friends in the WHL, Wheat Kings at Edmonton tonight, Regina Pats, God's team at Medicine Hat, Lethbridge at Kamloops, Wenatchee at Portland, Saskatoon Blades at Everett, Kelowna at Seattle and Vancouver at Spokane. There's the big triple header. Let's bring on the Moose and a big NFL triple header on Thursday's U.S. Thanksgiving, or as they say in the U.S., Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. 12.30 Eastern Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay at Detroit. 4.30 Eastern Washington at Dallas. And 8.20 p.m. San Francisco at Seattle. I'll get to some more text uh, comments from viewers and listeners in a moment. There, some aren't going to like what I have to say, but I'm okay with that. Truth hurts. Or should I butter them up and kiss their ass? I, again, that's the inner t- struggle with me. And um, slapping them across the face with reality usually wins. Because that's what's always won in my life. But point three, I want to say this. The Montreal Alouettes. Touche Montreal. Make some noise. There are parades going on right now. And I thought, they're a great cup parade. It would have been fun. Because everybody loved when you roamed the streets of Hamilton. I think you were on James Street on Friday at Grey Cup. Right. Seems like a month ago now. It would be fun to have gone live. We don't have a roving Montreal reporter. I know it seems like we're ESPN, but we ain't. But I got friends down there in that parade. We could have had Cliffy D. Pine. He's like the Sal Palantonio of Montreal. <laughs> Cliffy D. Pine. He's doing all these media appearances. It would have been kind of cool to have a camera on the parade, wouldn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe next year. <laughs> I think they're going on right now. Yeah, what? I think so. What are you you're thinking? No. What are you thinking, Darren? I am thinking. Tell me, no, something popped into your head. What is it? Well, I Or make mean, something up if it's bad. Why aren't we going down there? Yeah, exactly. We should be down at the parade. <laughs> and I actually thought about it. I'm like, man, if it was in Hamilton or Toronto, I would have driven to the parade. Montreal is a little bit far to drive for the hit, but... Um, yeah. Informal poll, everybody. Would you have liked for us to go live from the Grey Cup Parade in Montreal? Maybe there's a chance that we still could. Yes or no? Would you have liked it or not? I don't know. Does the rest of the country want to see these things? It takes a little yes, more planning than willy-nilly. You know, this is not, you know, for our older viewers, they will know who these people. Do you know who Paul Harvey is? I think you do know who Paul Harvey is. We've had this discussion. Paul Harvey. And now you know the rest the of the rest story. The rest of the story. Yeah, you know, he's a guy, I, I heard he's a legendary broadcaster for those that, iconic broadcast, maybe America's broadcaster, actually, Paul Harvey, but he's been dead and gone for quite some time. I once heard somebody say, Paul Harvey could broadcast a parade and not slip up or trip once, on his words. And I, this is when I was a young whippersnapper on the radio in Wavered, I'm thinking, that's something I aspire to. A, broadcasting a parade, and B, not slipping up when I do. And I did have the opportunity, 2013 Grey Cup Parade, Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. It was on regional television across Saskatchewan and Ontario on Rogers and Access. It was minus 42 degrees Celsius. Our sideline reporter, Scott Schultz, who was standing on the Wascana Bridge, almost died. He's like, I'm not doing this. He quit. It was too cold. It was the only parade in the history of parades that the floats got speeding tickets, Darren. We're sitting there in the tent, minus 42, and the floats are all, boom, 
Woo! Woo! <laughs> Just going 55 mile an hour down Albert Street. So I didn't have a chance to trip over my words. It's like a grand opening, grand closing. Good night. See you at the game. <laughs> Anyways, good for Montreal. The, the but we kids, should spend the kids on the nativity scene on the on the hay bales on the back of the flatbed. <laughs> Uh, well, we had a, uh, again, the older, the older viewers will appreciate, I believe his name was Bobby Thompson. I think it was Bobby Thompson, former writer running. He was George Reed's backup, which is like, was like being Tom Brady's backup. Nobody knows who you are. I yeah. think it was Bobby Thompson. And he came up from the States for this great cup, and he was just wearing a nylon track suit. And it was minus 42. <laughs> I thought he was going to die. It's not funny. Now, well, it's funny now. At the time, it wasn't funny because he didn't die. Anyways, we have a few points to get to. Sam Cosentino coming up, by the way, and Mike Richards. Still haven't had any response yet if you want us to go live for the Montreal Grey Cup Parade. But let me get your take on this because we're still got some leftovers. What would the leftovers last? A week? Serena yep. gives them oh, three days, four at the most. I give them a solid week of leftovers, and I'm still sitting in front of you. So we can talk about Great Cup leftovers for a week. Um, Cody Fajardo, the video has come out from Cody Fajardo's stirring day before the Great Cup game speech where he dropped an F-bomb. And I love Cody. I were texting back and forth yesterday. I mean, the guy, you know, cheese and rice. He's that guy. He doesn't swear. You know, because I know him quite well. People have often said to me, is he as nice in real life as he, as he comes across? He's nicer in real life than what you think. So for him to drop an actual F-bomb in that team meeting, he did it because he knew it would get some attention. It would get the players' attention, his teammates. And, um, but I'm kind of done with it. Like, they're, they're really going off. Everybody's tweeting about it. Video's going everywhere. Um, I'm done with hearing about the speech. And I'm a Cody fan. How about you? It's pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm not done with it. I'll, I'll give it a couple more days um, because it is. Okay. It, it, it was. It was really cool. How often do we see that, right? And the value that Montreal has to have a camera in the room. <coughs> we know football people. Excuse me. That no phones, no videos. Turn it off, right? Yeah. But yeah. You you know this stuff is so important to capture. This is what documentaries are made of. This is what you know movies yep. are made of. And you know history will show that that speech galvanized this team <laughs> and potentially is what you know guided them to to winning. You know, and you can have a he said she said and tell the story of you know a locker room speech, but to have the video of it, man, that's so cool. Photos, videos. Take as many as you can. You can always delete them. Oh, Darren, you're really knocking it out of the park today. And you're, illustra you're illustrating really, in a way, what my mindset is. I had a guy, I was talking to him on the weekend. He said, Rod, you put a quote in your weekend column about how every moment of your life is once in a lifetime. And you're not going to waste any more moments hating or wishing or regretting. He said, it's changed my life because I printed it out. I have it in my phone. So my point on that is... I loved the speech when I saw it yesterday, the talk about it by today. Moved on. Moved on. What's next? I'll wait, and I'll get the DVD in the clearance bin at Sears. 
You know what I mean? Yes, it is all those How things. I appreciate I appreciate each moment as it comes, and then I move on and to the next one. Or do you know what I mean? One day at a time. Yeah. That's I was done with it yesterday. It was cool. Let's put it in the DVD and goodbye. But I, I appreciate what you're saying. It is it is iconic, but it's over because I don't live in the past either, and I used to do all those things. Ryan in New York says, I wanted to run through a brick wall after watching Cody's speech. Oh, yeah, it was very good. Rod Monroe writes in, that's producer's Clark da- producer Clark's dad. He says, good morning, Rod. Just catching up on some of your interviews and enjoyed your talk with Jim Hobson. All the good old days when the Riders Club was well managed. I appreciate you saying that, and it dovetails into this guy, Roy, who I think is a new viewer of ours in Regina. He's written another text like this long, and I'm like, Roy, we can't write the novel. It's not the Roy show. It's the Rod Peterson show. And it's tough for Ryder fans. I get it, because I tried to be everything to everybody so accessible for 20 years. And my point on this is Roy has written in. I'll give you the highlights. He said, hi, Rod, on the Sober Carpenter text line. Here's a few... Rider questions after this year's Great Cup game. I agree with your analysis. The CFL needs to market after the Great Cup game all off-season year-round. So what are we going to do as Rider fans without a coach, without a proven quarterback and ticket pricers going through the roof? What is Rider management to do? I don't spend any time thinking about that, bro. So I appreciate that's not my job anymore. And you, do you understand, Darren, we're piped into their televisions, into their living room, and they, I'm still the same guy, but I'm not that guy. I don't think about what the riders need. They made their decision, Roy. Didn't he just say this, Clark, yesterday? You just gave your general manager a three-year contract extension. What do you th- what? I do get upset about that. I'm trying to make it clear. I don't. It's not my job. I don't care what they do. Darren? Talk me off the ledge, please. <laughs> well, I mean, I understand that they're really interested in it, but, um, and that's the fan base. And, you know, unfortunately, this is a national program, and we got nine fan bases yeah. across the country to serve, and, you know, endless more hockey and other sports. You know, markets and other sports, exactly. Um, but, when you see other teams having success, especially your other players, you're sitting there wondering, well, what's going on with us? You know, why haven't we heard anything? And you're just looking for any reason to be optimistic. So I don't blame them, but it doesn't mean we're going to have an answer for you. The one thing I will say You can ask is, every day. What? Yeah. It's gone really quiet. That's the one thing is it's gone really quiet on that rider front. Um, but they did all the permission asking, you know, last week. I would expect by the end of next week, we should know who is going to be in charge there. At oh. least I would hope so. Okay. Thank you for that. But we're, we're not going to sit here and talk about it every day. We're just not. Next hour, I do have in my topics to talk about the coach search, but not here. Roy, that's, that's not what our show is. And I get, God love you. It used to be, but it ain't anymore. Rose in Edmonton writes in and she says, what does Serena say the Oilers need to do? You know, it's interesting you say that. You obviously, Rose, you weren't watching yesterday. And I'll just, I'll repeat this. We went into the press box last uh, Monday night. She's got her Oilers leather jacket on. It's blue and orange, of course. Big Oilers logo on the back. She met Adeline, the PR girl for the Panthers, for the first time during Monday night. 
And of course, here's Serena. Wearing the oiler jacket? Boots. Yeah. And Adeline's like, oh, oiler fan? And the whole rink, they got this chant going, let's go, Panthers. And here's Serena in her orders jacket in the press box. Let's go, Oilers. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to get kicked out of uh. And I'm looking at Adeline like, if this is a problem, we'll leave. If we can never come back, I get it. And they all kind of got a kick out of it. But the problem, you know Serena well. Orders got up 2 nothing. Everything's great for her. And then they crap the bed because it's the Edmonton Orders. They end up losing 5-3. And all the staff, you know those guys that I say, when I show up on my own and they all say, where's Serena? They're all pointing at her, laughing at her because the Orders were crapping the bed again. And I'm like, guys, don't, don't, don't poke the bear. The bear. But she was running around the press box asking, like everybody, taking an informal poll, what's wrong with the Oilers? And nobody knew. I won't say by name, but she was asking Oilers broadcasters, Panthers broadcasters, NHL scouts. And she, she's as upset and, and um, concerned as you, Rose. And firing the coach was something that she th- thought that they had to do, but they've done that and nothing's changed. I haven't asked her lately. She's ba- ba- barely talked since Monday night. But that's our key auto group uh, poll question. What's the game of the night? Oilers at Carolina's leading. So we'll talk about that and more when we come back. I'll see you in hour two, Moose. You bet. See you then. Sam Cosentino next from Sportsnet and NHL Network. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Game day in South Florida. One of 14 games in the National Hockey League. Boston Bruins at Florida Panthers. Round one rematch. Coming your way 7 p.m. from Ameritrade Bank Arena. The Winnipeg Jets are at Tampa Bay tonight, and that's on our poll as what is the game of the night in the National Hockey League. I, I'll put that and a bit of a spin on it with our next guest, Sammy Constantino from um, Sportsnet, and I want to say NHL Network as well. Hey, Sammy, good to see you, brother. I got a question for you. With this adage that U.S. Thanksgiving is sort of that cutoff line in the NHL where you know what your team is and you know what the stats are on the playoff thing, how key are these games tonight then for like the orders and the flames and kind of bubble teams, teams that are beyond the line to win? And do you, do you fish and cut bait if you lose tonight? They're, they're important for sure. I don't think you can fish and cut bait. So the way I look at it, Roddy, it's funny. I was just uh, talking to our producer about our show tonight, uh, talking a little bit about that. And so history is one thing. But when you are living in the moment, you don't really consider history. You're living in the moment. You're living for that day. 
And in the cases of the Oilers and the Flames, you're living for that shift and for that period and so on and so forth. So, yes, it's going to be a daunting task for those teams to, to make the playoffs, more so Edmonton, obviously, Calgary. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you have to kind of put the history aside and you have to just go and attack the day. Now, there is going to come a point for both clubs where they're going to be able to make a much more educated opinion on what the immediate future looks like but i don't think that happens until after um you know until about the middle of january and at that point you can assess hey we're this far out now the history that we talked about at the american thanksgiving is a little bit different than the history when you're two and a half months away from the end of the season and then you can start to make decisions on on personnel and and you know start thinking about the trade deadline so it's important for sure but uh, it's not the be all and end all and you know roddy been a while i thought i'd wear this too because it's cold up here and you're sitting in the sun ah. and i know you're a big cfl guy and so i thought i'd wear my argos stuff for you right so i'm thinking about oh. you brother hey i appreciate that man argos they took that one really hard the <laughs> east final loss there but you know what you and i are both huge junior hockey guys and, and i'm not quite done on this fish and cut bait thing because john paddock Kind of started a trend, I, I felt, in Major Junior with the Pats. He was making his big trades, like, started December. Trade deadline wasn't until January 10th, and I'm kind of starting to see that in the NHL. The teams will make their moves. They won't wait till trade deadline day. Ask TSN, or even you guys, where there's not as many trades as you'd like, although I think last year it went pretty crazy. But don't, don't you sense they're making moves earlier than they ever have? Making the decision what they need, whether they're a buyer or a seller earlier than they ever have fair yeah yeah and i think some of these stats have you know play play a part in it when you when you talk about the historical nature of what it means on you know november 1st is you know elliot friedman whom, whom i work with has a stat that, that talks about uh, november 1st and of course the the american thanksgiving so i, I by the same token um, it, it is a little bit different in junior hockey because you either want to integrate players before they take off to, to world juniors and you want to make sure you have them in their lineup before they get hurt. And then obviously the, it flips around after world juniors. But let's get back to the NHL stuff and, and teams making some trades early. For sure, that happens. You want to try and integrate that player and, and exact the most out of that player as you possibly can by getting them integrated into your systems, getting the family comfortable with the move and so on and so forth. It, it's inevitable that you know even those slow trade deadline days that you're sitting there working and, and twiddling your thumbs stuff is still going to happen because there's much more definition of where teams are and what their immediate future looks like so it is kind of a mix of both i think teams that feel really confidently about their ability to be a contender you know the boston's vegas uh, those those groups are are definitely uh in a position where they can move earlier because they know the tweaks that they need to feel their group getting over the top. But then you have teams like, you know, is Anaheim for real? Is that a team that wants to go out and make early moves? Or do they kind of just stay the course where they are with their development, a lot of D coming and, and, and enjoy their, their plight and where they are right now? Is it real for Philadelphia, who we've seen suffer so much the last couple of years? Are they an aberration? Or are they the team that you want to see move forward with? Yet the offseason planning with Danny Breer is, hey, we're going to stay the course, we're going to think about the long term, we're going to think about sustainability. So, you know, it is a fascinating watch for sure as to who kind of jumps the gun early on the, on the trade thing. Um, and I'll be keeping an eye on it for sure. But I, I do think in the back of the mind these, these dates do, do play some into that. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I love, love, love the press box convos. There are a few things I love more than press box convos. And a guy said to me here in Sunrise a couple weeks ago, he's like, you, you want to play the bad team? You don't, so you don't want to play the bad teams early because they don't know they're bad yet. Maybe Anaheim's playing above their head. Maybe Philly's playing above their head. Do you know what I mean? He's like, now we're going to see what you know, the games are for real. And I'm like, I will never forget that. I love it. But, Sam, my guy Connor Bedard, the holy child, is not letting us down. We all knew who was going to be the number one overall pick. He's been great. I don't have any idea who will be this year's number one pick. How much are you uh, tracking that and the prospects? That's your that's Oh, your yeah. Macklin Celebrini, Boston University. BC kid, went to Shattuck, St. Mary's. Um, then went and played uh, with the Chicago Steel last year, set all kinds of records for a youngster in that league, and now has moved on after some shoulder issues with Canada at the under-18s, has, has moved on now to, to BU, and he is lighting it up at about just about two points per game for, for Boston University team that's got some depth and some experience. So this guy, for me, is the wire-to-wire guy. Um, not the same dynamic, one dynamic uh, element uh, to his game like you might have seen with a, a McDavid, a McKinnon, a, a Bedard, um, but really an all-around solid, solid player. He's got, he just does everything really well. Like You can't pick apart any, any pieces to his game. He, he wins draws. He's responsible. He's versatile. He chases pucks down. He knows where to go on the ice. He can score. He, he's a dual threat because he's got excellent vision and awareness and the ability to pace the game. So he's going to be my guy, Roddy, that goes uh, wire to wire. Macklin Celebrini. And then um, Cole Eiserman is out of the U.S. Under-18 program is probably the next guy in line. Uh, and then you'll see some interesting things start to happen. Some defensemen get into the fray. Some European players get into the fray. Uh, but I got Celebrini as my guy. Glad I asked. And, you know, I was on a podcast recently. The guy, there was an American one, and they said, how do you feel about the fact there's more NCAA players being drafted and U.S. junior players than major junior from Canada? And I was like, you do get I'm a career major junior guy, okay? Let's just get that out of the way first. And two, I said, maybe the numbers are getting more for college, but the best ones are still coming from major junior, a la Bedard, McKinnon, McDavid. But how would you answer that question, Sammy, as a guy that would know? Yeah, it, it's changed, and the tide is starting to change a little bit. So, you know, what we're seeing in terms of the, the NCAA game is, and this trend probably goes back five or six years where, where kids are fast-tracking through their, their programs, either in, in prep school or, you know, a year in the, in the USHL, and then fast-tracking their way essentially as underagers to the, to the college level. So I think that is a desired path for some of the elite because, listen, you get drafted out of there, you can go right to the National Hockey League right away, or you can use what would essentially be your AHL developmental years playing in college hockey against, I don't want to say similar competition, but against the same sort of age, strength, speed. Man, as, as man, some yeah. of what you would find, yeah, you're you're playing against men, and so, but that o- option also offers you some flexibility in that you can sign and come out anytime, just like we saw with uh, with Logan Cooley, who went a year to Minnesota and then, you know, at the last second changed course and you know is playing in the National Hockey League now. Or if you really in a situation in the team that drafts you that that you're not sure about, you wait it out four years and and then you become a become a free agent. So. 
it does provide some different opportunities. There's no doubt. But I think the trend is some of these kids are going to school and getting their schooling done to the point where they're able to get into the NCAA uh, a little bit earlier than, than what we've seen. Fascinating, uh, fascinating chat. And I always love having it with you, Sammy. Uh, break a leg tonight, my friend, and keep in touch. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Ronnie. I hope to see you after um, December 25th. Apparently, I'm down there for a game in Sunrise. Beautiful. Ah, well, well, let's talk. We got a Christmas trip planned, but we'll talk. Thank you, Sammy. Appreciate the time. Good to see you, buddy. Take care. As always, thank you. Sportsnet's Sam Costantino. Back with a sports update and viewer takeover right after this. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, I'll tell you what, this show is going by fast. I told you it was going to be so great. It's just so great every day. And I say that as humbly as I can. Before I jump into the sports update, I told you we have a lot of Oilers fans that watch this show and listen to it. Randy Butzelar writes in, he says, uh, Randy from Regina, he says, the Oilers need to free up cap space with letting Leon go and bring in a balanced lineup. No depth at all. Way too top heavy. As from Randy. Kelly in Regina says the Oilers GM hasn't found a goalie in four years paid Darnell Nurse way too much and hasn't developed the farm at all so yeah who's the guy that did so much most of this fellas have been there before him maybe Kane was brought in by him I'm not a fan of them but because TSN tells me they are good doesn't mean anything Ooh, that's from Kelly I did get this sense the other day from Oilers fans when I put on Twitter that they suck and I got a blowback There's a lot of anger in the oil nation, but don't come at me with it. I mean, you can, but that's just misplaced anger. It ain't my fault. And the fact that I point out that they suck, that's not a lie either. But I got big shoulders. I can take it. Sports update on this Wednesday. All roads to the 2026 Winter Olympics will go through the province of Nova Scotia. It was announced today by Curling Canada. All three major qualifying events that will lead to the determination of Canada's four-player and mixed doubles team for the 2026 Olympics in Milan and Cortino de Pempezzo, Italy, will be played in Nova Scotia. The Canadian mixed doubles curling trials will be played December 30th to January 4th at Queen's Place Emera Centre in Liverpool, Nova Scotia. The Canadian pre-trials deciding the final qualifiers for the Canadian curling trials will be played in Wolfville. And the Canadian curling trials, the biggies, 
to decide Canada's men's and women's four-player Olympic teams will be played in Halifax. Will Alex J. Walling be there? That's what I want to know. Alex J. Walling, TSN, Halifax. If this was next year and the college football playoff had already expanded from four teams to 12, games involving Oklahoma, Mississippi, Penn State, and Missouri would be a lot more interesting. All four enter this college football rivalry weekend, though, with a chance to earn an invite to a New Year's Six Bowl, which is nice. But in 2024, they'd be jockeying for a playoff spot. Doesn't that sound fun? For now, the college football stakes are more confined. Even though the big games, such as Ohio State and Michigan, are undeniably bigger than they will be in a 12-team college football playoff one year from now. Rivalry weekend in college football. Sports update brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for landmark cinemas in theaters now, Five Nights at Freddy's. Can you survive Five Nights? Find out at your local Landmark Cinemas, Five Nights at Freddy's, in theaters now. What'd you say, 30 seconds, Clark? Uh, John in Edmonton says, should the orders trade Jack Campbell? Sure, why not? I see he had a shutty last night in the minors, which tells me he's better than being there in Bakersfield. We'll continue it all after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.